dark, warm, frothy, like a Belgian beer, it's mm. Dan and Jade's Comedy Hour. I really thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I just thought it was going to be something else and gross. And I, I felt like the gross implication was still there. Though. Yeah, no, it was definitely still there. Uh, so it sounded like Santorum, I guess is what I was mm. thinking. Um mm. The uh, so this week we're just gonna start off talking about why w- uh, the earlier podcasts that we did were stupid because I'm like oh damn let's talk about an entire album for this episode yeah because we won't run out of shit come on <laughs> we could just do it track by track I only played one we played like the one that you uh, produced the most which was the Paul Revere track in the last right. time we talked about this so we're talking about Dan's uh, Daniel Gomeler's post Fourth of July CD. Uh, I don't think it was called part one because you didn't know there would be a part two. No, that was a surprise. You got you were so shocked when the when the producers greenlit that that sequel. I I know I didn't think I didn't even leave it open for a sequel. Right, like, I, I didn't know. think that was going to happen. It was all wrapped up in the end, and then I was yeah. like, "Well, this is good. This is self contained." I didn't consciously think this is self contained because that'd be a weird thing to think about something you don't yeah. expect a sequel to. <laughs> Yeah, you know. this 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 feels very non sequely. Yeah, you know that's how I felt when I first watched Citizen Kane, but that's because I was in a very modern day mindset. You know, that's that's true. And and then when they did greenlight the mm-hmm. sequel to yeah. Citizen Kane, starring Dax Shepard, I cannot wait yeah. till that comes out. Now, um, is it is it is it a sequel or a reboot? Is this like Ghostbusters or is this? It's a uh, it's a spiritual reboot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're reboots and it's spiritual It's a sequel, sequels. but spiritually, spiritually, you should just consider it a new film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, it's a prequel at the same time. It's a very complex movie. <laughs> the compl- the layers mm-hmm. upon layers. Oh, so, so many layers. So many layers and just the concept of it that they they just say, uh, what happened to my sled? Right. Right. Yeah. Because it- there's just already so many layers. <laughs> it's so so deep that they just they couldn't go any deeper no exactly and at some point it it becomes recursive and there's no longer any subtext um which is perfect for 2016 it's great exactly (laughs) uh it's also interestingly enough part of the uh marvel cinematic universe now yes so as um, as most things will be uh because tony stark's dad shows up at one point um and he helps charlie king (laughs) um one of the (laughs) statues he collects is is an old iron man that we didn't know Mm. existed Right. Yep. Makes sense. It yep. actually turns out that the original Iron Man was created by the old Norse god aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that makes sense. And it turns out that that it was the the Tesseract actually embedded the concept into Tony yeah. Stark's dad's mind. Yep. And through his bloodline, yep. passed it on to Tony. Makes perfect sense. Makes yep. perfect sense. <clears throat> That's why you know. Uh, that is why I don't have any continuation to this bit. <laughs> oh wait, that didn't work. Fuck. I'm sorry. I've lost my subtext because this podcast is just wait for the C prequel. Y- yeah, exactly. Um, so this this I okay. So we're gonna put in a sketch and then part of a song because that was one. I feel like we're leaving out all these songs that are not. Nece- I mean, they are funny in execution, even when I so, wasn't. Some of the ones, funny. yeah. Some of them. Some of some them, them I. I just was just singing, yeah. like as if I was doing a drunk karaoke. But then sure. other ones are more, like as a, a stagecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one actually took a lot of effort. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like they uh, they deserve to be played because you put effort, at least a little bit of effort, into the intros. You know. Yes. So yeah, the 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 kind of for, as a refresher because I'm pretty sure we discussed it last right. time. The the kind of general subtext of this. 
was going off kind of how Jay did it too. Is it's the story of Dan mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. time and history and how this version of Dan has had a huge influence on all music and how most of the music that he wrote was stolen by other more famous artists. Right, right. Which is always a good bit. It's always mm-hmm. very funny. Um, yeah, that's funny that we both we both do would do a history of Dan. Like, that's where we both, like, I love that that's... Which is funny, because I'm the one with the bigger ego. Uh, mm-hmm. That we would pick you to, to do this about. Oh, what are you doing? You just went out of frame to drink something or lick something. I don't know what was going on. Oh, ooh, that looks delicious. What is that? Joseph Brow Hefeweizen. Oh, it's so good. Oh, Trader Joe's, like, whatever their generic brand beer is, like, the, the Bisons and shit are really good. Yeah. I, I just, I literally have some iced tea that I made with vodka in it. <laughs> uh, iced tea works great if you put whiskey in it, but I don't have any whiskey to put in it. So I just was like, well, so you're just what do like, I have? well, that's, that's alcoholic. That's alcoholic. Tastes good. But anyway, though. so that was the concept there. Mm-hmm. And so the particular pairing that Jay chose was the introduction <laughs> to I Want You to Want Me. The introduction has one of my favorite jokes you've ever written. <laughs> During his career, Daniel Gomeler was a well-known philanthropist, often spending money and time for various causes. It was even noted that once, he gave money to a cat simply because it died. No one ever said he was smart, just nice. Some causes he supported were the National Blinking Association, rusty wheelchairs for the poor, and he even sponsored Give Me to the Vegetarian's Day. But his most well-known appearance was at Kool-Aid, the benefit concert to help starving Elvis and Fonzie impersonators, where he performed the following song. basically about how i'm a philanthropist sure and i've done many things mm-hmm. um i'm guessing it's not the cat part that is your favorite that's funny but my favorite joke is the, the favorite joke is how you know i performed at kool-aid 
which is a uh, festival to raise money for starving homeless Elvis and Fonzie impersonators. <laughs> it was Fonzie that killed me. I, mean, I was like, that's good. That's good. It's a, oh, Fonzie. That just, I remember just like shitting myself with laughter when I first heard that. I, people cannot imagine the uh, sheer delight that this brought me. I think I've talked about this last time, but like I was super depressed being away from home and being away from like friends that were like actually close and not spazzes that I had to get used to, which, you know, no <laughs> insult to Chad, no intended insult to Chad. He was a spaz and he knew it. Um, and mm-hmm. I had to get used to him. He wasn't like a close friend yet. So it was, uh, it was welcome. It was very welcome. I remember yes. like, I think I brought that even like computer labs and shit would listen to it while I was doing computer. Or did I, Oh, I had a portable CD player too. Cause this, these <laughs> are the days of portable CD players. So yes. That was, that. that was the time. Did you do any and supplemental stuff to these CDs that you remember? I haven't checked them in a while. The, uh, not on this one, but on the other one, I had it was an enhanced CD. Yeah, that had the making of enhanced CD. Yeah, and that had that had a video on it. It had it had a website Mm -hmm. on it with the track listing and and, oh man and stuff, as well as um, a video. The making of video, I I remember the making of video, which is great. Um, That was on the. That was on the second one. I did not do anything like that on the first one, I don't believe. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast yet, then. The making of video. We should. Um, we should do that when Thanksgiving rolls around. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to pull the CDs out before they're destroyed just from age so that I can get whatever's on that one off because mm. I don't know that I have that web page archive. Uh, this is uh, Boring Tech Talk with J108.6. Was that like a very angry yawn? Is that what that first one was? He was just very excited about anything. Oh, okay. I see. That guy's very excited. All right. Mm. Uh, but but then, way, yeah. then mm-hmm. on top of the that intro, yes. the whole concept of it is that I performed that song at Kool-Aid. Right. And so, as was our want, I did a karaoke recording of me singing I Want You to Want Me, mm-hmm. except that the whole premise of it is that it's live so there's an audience and there's applause and cheers yeah and, and all that and there's a point where you know i do the whole audience sing-along thing oh, and yeah, all that right. how many layers of shit is that that's there was at least 10 layers jesus christ and it's all you right? all me i just i what i would do <laughs> because we didn't have any really advanced ways of doing these things right? right right so i would make a recording yeah and that would be a track and then i would I would merge the tracks, mm-hmm. and then I would play it again. Okay. And then merge those tracks, and then I would play it again, and merge those tracks. So basically, mm-hmm. I listened to myself singing the song and then cheering along with it at least ten times. Holy shit! And this is all with Goldwave, right? Correct. Which should be noted to people, uh, which it, it, while it is a sturdy piece of software. Uh, is single track. It is not. You can. It's not a multi-track editor. You, no, it is if not. If you want to mix something, you paste as a mix, and you have That's to. That's why the, the right easiest level. way to do it is to just listen to the track mm-hmm. and sing along, and just go along with it again. Yeah. And again. Ooh, that's stressing. And me and out. and just for reference, Goldwave mm-hmm. is what I currently record the audio for these podcasts right. on. Yeah, I I was until I discovered that it was uh, that that uh, 
fucking sound booth or whatever. Adobe sound booth is uh, pretty reliable and has yet to fuck up uh, w- even with this weird funky computer that sometimes makes the timing of our recordings off. It took mm. f- it would it used to take me forever to sync these up uh, and now not so much. That's, um, that's some more. I'm not going to do another tech talk segment. Um, but yeah, how long did this whole CD take you to make then? Do you remember? It took me a couple months, Jesus especially because I was, you know, I slacked mm. off. So, you know, it would just be here, there. I would record a thing. Well, did you just start college around this time? Uh, 2002? Yes. 2001? That would have been my... That... 2001. 2001 is when I started college. Yeah. Okay. So you started college and then you're like, oh, I'll do a project. And you put together a mm-hmm. whole CD and there's art. The art is great. I need to scan the actual CDs because you drew with Sharpie on the actual I, CDs. I did. We should hire Taylor as our official archivist because our stuff We should. He's, nice. good. he's better at it than we are. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, uh, why am I doing this? <laughs> well, Taylor, you saw No, if he, if he ever asked giant. those questions, he would stop doing it for the other guys too. So That's true. That is true. <laughs> Never ask that question when you're Those other guys anything. fire sign theater. <laughs> yeah, the other guys. Uh, I think just for, I just feel like just for the name recognition, we should get Taylor on board. He'd be like, oh, he's the fire, he's the archivist for fire sign theater and also Dan and Jay's comedy hour, a comedy troupe that has mostly, at this point, I think beaten out their other comedy in terms of hours, but with their podcast. Almost. <laughs> We're only vaguely less obscure than his other current obsession, though. That is true. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Did he tell you all about all yes, about Bill yes. Bingham slash August Plinth? It is. Yep. And I've been helping because he fucking sucked me into that rabbit hole, and I'm like, oh god, oh god, I need to help. Uh, it's it's insane. He gave me uh, two copies of uh, the, that guy's books too because he accidentally bought some extras in his enthusiasm. Mm. Uh, so now I have two copies of those. Um, yeah so we only recorded a few days ago so nothing's new so i'm gonna say for the next 35 minutes we just sit here in silence okay we should make some noise throughout it of course to make sure people understand that like we didn't like just yeah the the podcast didn't stop you know we didn't like i didn't just copy paste a bunch of silence which i could do but i'm not this is not first of all this is an april fool's yeah when April Fool's comes around, you guys are going to know it. Because we are going to do a hilarious prank up you. On yeah. You. Pr- prank up you? Yeah, we're going to do a prank up, up people. That sh- that's the new uh, That should policy. be the name of... That should be our YouTube channel. Prank up. Prank up. Prank should... up with Dan and Jay. <laughs> we go to like... Uh, hey, be... it's your boy Dan here with JK. <laughs> going to prank up some some people. This is the... You know, it's uh, bring your naked daughter to park day. And... uh we're going to do the whole, uh, you know, got to guess what's in my pocket thing. And if you don't guess it, you know, we got to kiss. All right. See ya. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what, Dan? Uh, I think what we ought to do is we should, uh, you know, I think we should have a, a prank channel. But I also think we should have a channel where we're just like doing interesting, great things for people. And I think this channel should involve us doing like, you know, people are always like, oh, free hugs, free hugs, free hugs fine whatever i want to wear a sign that says free blowjobs and just see if anybody takes me up on it um and they'll be like wait 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 no homo no 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 the other other way yeah right (laughs) 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 read the fine print there are so okay there's some fucking there's some fucking prank channels on youtube that i just want to be like son you need you need to grow up 
you need because this is gonna it's gonna wear thin real quick and some of them it's like you're gonna get arrested you just recorded yourself basically committing assault because i you know people are like ah ha ha i'll throw a, a milkshake at you that's assault you dumb fuck <laughs> you just admitted a i mean i know it's not you didn't punch somebody in the mouth but actually i think that's technically battery it might be battery okay assault so. is saying i will punch you in the face battery is when you punch them in the face mm, okay yeah so so it's not even assault it's battery i don't care that it's a milkshake either it's like no you're a fucking no dick. it's, like, it's you technically know? Battery. come on uh it, it, well there was this one where these kids started a prank channel after they fucked up they tried the milkshake prank and the girl's like no fuck you and she threw it back at them and it was solid it was amazing <laughs> and they put the video up because why wouldn't you but it's also like yeah. why would you keep doing print you're supposed to learn your lesson and move on from there mm. um well there's a lot of those out there too that they actually hire people people for yeah like yeah. like the one where there's like the <laughs> It got to the point where it's obvious that he's got to be faking it because mm-hmm. it's the one the one that I was kind of kicking to the nth degree is that he says that it's um, bi- bi- uh, bikini mommy at the beach day or something like uh-huh. that. And so it's like women in bikinis that of course are all really hot with sure. like a kid on their hand and then he does something and then tricks them and then they have to kiss him. And of course it's always just like this... Oh, I and hope those are fake. And those are all fake. Okay. And like at that point, it's like there is no day of bikini moms at the beach. Sure. Yep. Also with true. your kid, bring your bikini moms, bring the kids <laughs> to the beach day or whatever. It's some something that overt. It's like no, it's wow. not. Wow. No, it's not. It's oh. it's that it's that one prank guy that wears like the heavy mascara. God, I don't know who that is. He's so he's like the prank world's Chris Angel. Is that yes, absolutely? <laughs> and he's as shitty and fake as he is too. Mind prank. Mind prank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, I I I do want to. I feel like there is some room in the anti-prank world where I just go through a thing and I buy a milkshake and be like, here, this is to make up for anybody who might throw a milkshake at you later. Drink the milkshake <laughs> I bought. Here you go. Here you uh, go. Your oh, what is fish? it? What is the one? Okay, well, I'll eat was it. Was it SNL or some show was making fun of that where they would drive up to a drive-thru window, order something, mm-hmm. pay, mm-hmm. and then drive away? Yes, that was a Dana Carvey show. That was that's one right, of Dana my Carvey. favorite sketches of all that, time. That's, a, that's an anti-prank show right oh, there. So, he that was, was such a good That's bit. literally ahead of the time because prank mm-hmm. shows weren't really a thing yet. That's really true. Like, and there <laughs> it was like, um, I'd like um, tw- $20 worth of gas and pump one. Give me 20 bucks. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. go, go, go. <laughs> the show was so fucking solid <laughs> and dumb, like a really upsetting, yeah, really stupid. But that fucking show launched at least Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert, like at least launched those two. I think Robert Smigel worked on that show too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I wouldn't like, be surprised. Like a bunch of big people. Uh, and then... Like, it was earlier on the uh, let's get slash make fun of corporate sponsorship bandwagon. I mean, that was smart, too, because although at some point Taco Bell must have been like, oh, eight nipples on Bill Clinton that are leaking on national television. I guess I guess we're going to guess we'll pull out on this one, which is why they had. I mean, they had a different what, sponsor each week for the, just that that's reason. That's what Bill Clinton said, too. <laughs> that's what got him into that whole mess. <laughs> God damn it, damn. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, '90s humor. '90s. You guys, humor. you guys get it. You guys get it. I don't understand. What's the '90s? Do you remember? 
Do you remember the Bill Clinton thing, guys? Do you remember Bill Clinton before he was the 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 dad trying to be cool at your prom? The staring at balloons guy who <laughs> may or may not have dementia. Those photos look so. I'm like, oh no, what's happening? Oh no, that. Uh, oh my god, that gif of Hillary like looking around, just shocked, like when her eyes do this weird roll yeah. to see. I, I I didn't see it in context, so every time it kind of freaks me out and makes me makes <laughs> it me cracks laugh. me up. It cracks oh, me up. It's so so good. Um, well, there's this there's these people that do something where they they do this whole thing where like they'll take clips mm-hmm. and they're just really good at After Effects or whatever, and they'll do this whole thing where like eyes are blinking out of order and the pupils are moving around, <laughs> in like you know, but they're taking like these interviews and it's creepy as hell, but I I can't help but just die when i see that yeah it's just no, that so sounds funny. amazing like that is funny enough that you're describing it to me and i yep that's inherently <laughs> funny that is and i think that funny. that that particular clinton clip they've done that with mm-hmm. but um, i don't even know how i would google that because i don't know what it's called that might be it like if that's it then i i yeah uh so, oh you know i guess we could address the the sad fact that gene wilder passed away hmm I think he we passed away when we recorded our last episode, and we only found out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shitty PR people, man. They don't, want, they don't want to tell me on time that Gene Wilder's dead. Right. Um, I think uh, Jeremy and I, I told Jeremy we should do, at, at his place, because he's actually got the room to do it, I'm like, let's do a Gene Wilder uh, film festival. So I think we're going to do that nice. next weekend, after Labor Day. Um, There's some theater where my, my college friend Stephanie Santos lives mm-hmm. that was doing an all-day um, oh, Gene Wilder thing. See, I'd love to go see that shit in a theater. That would be fun. Um, I'd even sit through Willy Wonka for that. I don't hate Willy Wonka, you understand? It's just, it's a trudge. It's it's kind of a trudge for me. <laughs> Especially once you get to cheer up Charlie. Did I tell you how we did that on stage? Uh-uh. They did? <laughs> okay. This was great on, on many levels. Uh, number one, I think most people fast-forward through Cheer Up Charlie. Second of all, Brett had a remote control, and he's like, guys, guys. So he stopped Carissa, who is, has a beautiful singing voice. He's like, guys, I'm just going to do what everybody else does real quick. And he hits the fast-forward button, and then Carissa does this pitch perfect, no pun intended, but pun also intended, just like, and she just nailed it, and it's like it got the biggest laugh of the entire show, <laughs> deservedly so. Uh, and then like just, and then he stops like right at the end for the, the final line, which is it's so funny because at the same time her beautiful voice was wasted, but it's also used because <laughs> like she's a perfect mimic. Like she's, mm-hmm. oh my god, it was one of the funniest bits that we did in that whole That's fucking awesome. show. And it was the first musical we've ever done, which like it was a bitch because there's a lot of rehearsals to do. Lots yeah. of rehearsals. That's what that's what musicals do, man. I know. Even in a even in a reading. I know. The rest of it we got to sit down and read, but for that we were like, if you're unprepared, you're gonna like a total dick. Like if you don't <laughs> not know the words. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do it. <laughs> I still I, like, I want to do Rocky Horror, but that also would be a lot of work. Yeah. Did um we I don't think I told you that we had a really good idea for Halloween. Yes, you did, your Harry Potter thing. Yes, okay. We were talking about the Glendale House of Smoke Stand. That's right. The it's the House Harry po- Potter house that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made sure when I put the episode up to uh, also right. retweet and mention J.K. Rowling. Is it Rowling or Rowling? Everybody says Rowling, but I always want to say Rowling. It's but, because you're American and you've probably read her name more than you've heard it pronounced. It's true. I also don't know if she's English or if she's uh, Scottish because I know she wrote a lot of Harry Potter in Edinburgh. But I don't know if she's actually English or not. I don't think I've ever heard the woman speak. 
She doesn't need to hear me speak. She's a good bajillionaire. Yeah. She actually doesn't. She doesn't speak? She's a recluse that has never spoken a single word. Wow. That's impressive. I mean, it's less impressive than if she came out and spoke and sounded like James Earl Jones, like happened to him after he was like a child. <laughs> like, But it's still impressive that she's that good a writer without having ever expressed herself verbally, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, I think it all comes out in words. She probably mm-hmm. just always wrote like mm-hmm. everything that she sure. said instead. So she she was a, a mute by choice, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's just because she wanted to. She's got so a sign on her was, chest that she says, was born excuse to Peter James me, I Rowling, want to be mute. Mm-hmm. A Rolls-Royce aircraft engineer in Gloucester, England. Okay, so she's she's from the the country. A bit in the country. From the, the hood. Yeah, she's from the hood. J.K. Rowling <laughs> is clear. I mean, she's as gangster as they get. Yeah. Hello, I'm J.K. Rowling, and I invented hip-hop. That would be <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Don't make me blast your ass. <laughs> I'll bust a cap. Hmm. Hello, J.K. Rowling here. But it's it's all written. Oh fuck! Right. Well, uh, that is my interpretation. You see. Gotcha. I see. We're all free to interpret J.K. Rowling as we, uh, as we wish. That is, mm. uh, she is open source. Uh, she has an open source voice. That is actually the thing about her. Yeah. You know. You know how the song goes. You know, by Chameleon, right? Sure. They see, they see J.K. Rowling. They hating. That is true. Also, I love that you think his name is Chameleon and not Chameleonaire. <laughs> chameleon. 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 Nope. It's Chameleon. Nope. Nope. It's Chameleonaire. Now, nope. I I don't chameleon. agree. I do not agree with the portmanteau because it is not an actual portmanteau. I mean, it could be, uh, but it, it's not. He's just a. He's a chameleon. He's literally a chameleon. Oh, he's literally a chameleon posing as a rapper named Chameleonaire because he wants yeah. to be caught. What? He wants no, to... because he's disguised himself. He's a fucking chameleon, Jason. But he calls himself Chameleonaire. Why would he want to be caught? That seems he's like... not going to be caught because, because, think about it. Who would you expect to call themselves Chameleonaire? Hello, Cool J. A chameleon. Oh, I guess a chameleon. Right? Sure. And so, because it's so obvious, everyone's like, yeah. well, that's not, that's not, he's not a chameleon. Yeah. That's too obvious. In a post-irony world, though, Dan, I feel like we're suspicious of everybody. Mm. Like J.K. Rowling. Jetfield can't melt irony beans. <laughs> what did you just say? Jetfield can't melt irony beans. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's true, though. It's absolutely true. Look, it Look it's been 15 years. It is time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have wanted so long. Okay, so there is Loose Changes out there. And fuck that movie. I don't care. I know that Dylan Avery. Is that his name? Or am I, is that a terrorist? Who's Dylan I Avery? I don't know. Well, he's from Oneonta. The guy who did Loose Changes from Oneonta. I know, but I never really cared. Yeah, I didn't even care. I, only reason I cared is because I, you know, I had something to do with one 9-11 movie, which, uh, just, guys, out there, just so you know, it is not a conspiracy theory movie. It's one of the few that isn't. It is also not Zeitgeist. Do not confuse it with Zeitgeist. It was which written and directed by Dylan Avery. Dylan Avery. I was like, that could also be the name of one of the Columbine kids. I was like, I couldn't remember if I got the name <laughs> right. Um... But yeah, so yeah, I've never seen it. I will. I choose not to see it. But it's just it's one of those. Why? Why? From Oneont, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I mean, I guess it was inevitable 
that somebody else from Oneana could become a filmmaker and be somewhat famous before me. But it was just so annoying that like I mean, all he really had to do was get a bunch of clips together, mm-hmm. talk to some people, and then yeah. just make up a story. One hundred percent. That's what I've been it thinking about take doing much myself. To do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to find a way to argue that John Turturro caused nine eleven. Or you know, yeah. like I mean, basically all he did was he took Paul Thompson's terror timeline, if I recall, mm-hmm. and turned it into a movie. Yeah, basically he didn't even come up with the content. Yeah, no, that is basically it. Actually, I think we use some of I think they use some of Paul Thompson's thing in Press for Truth, but not to the same. No, this different. is basically terror timeline the movie. Yeah, yeah, mean. yeah. Okay, Paul F. Tompkins, the terror timeline. Which is, of course, my favorite podcast. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Hi, Paula to... Tompkins, and this is the Terror Timeline. <laughs> Here we're gonna. Have you? Have yes. you? Speaking of Paula Tompkins, have yes. you seen BoJack Horseman yet? Have I've you seen. Finished it yet? No, I've only seen one or two episodes. You got. You got to keep. Going. I understand. This is what people say. You got to push through. I don't. It becomes awesome. I don't like the art style, but I'll. I'll. I'll give it another shot. There's nothing shot. against the artist, by the way. It's just it makes me uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> It's like, but Ren um, and Stimpy makes me uncomfortable to look yeah. at, and I like their it, end so. game. They wanted to make it look kind of like um, artistically. They wanted to look like um, Richard Scary books kind of thing. I can see that, right? They're yeah. giving it this 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 childhood fantasy facade, where mm-hmm. but then you dig into it, and it's not that. Um, did, did you? Did, did, there was a red carpet thing for BoJack Horseman where uh, Paul F. Tompkins had Mr. Peanut Butter's pink tux recreated in real life what? and it's um it's beautiful i don't know he's got a, a tailor who does bespoke stuff for him but like mm. it's just pink with with uh white stars on it which That's is awesome. and it's identical to what's on to what mr peanut butter wore on the show i'm like holy <laughs> fuck well done like that is that's impressive uh <laughs> hi the terror timeline okay so yeah. let's go back to 1955 the military industrial complex starts by the way this is the shittiest paul f Tompkins impression i could do impressions <laughs> of his other voices um he's the only other person i've ever known who did like a gary marshall i'm like well done like nobody else <laughs> thought also john c Riley. he does a john c Riley mm. impression yes yes and, and it's uh, great few people i could imagine doing it yeah it's really good I mean, that's all you. One of my favorite things, like his character on BoJack Horseman, is mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter is like amazing. Yeah, because he's a, he's a golden he's a golden retriever, so right. he's always really upbeat despite <laughs> everything, and he's really annoying. Yeah, in a in a nice way because mm-hmm. there's this whole thing, and uh, if you've seen a couple of episodes, you've already seen it, but he does a, he continues to do it mm-hmm. where he's like, you know. Bojack Horseman and Mr. Peanut Butter in the same room? What is this? A crossover episode? He does that. You hear him say that in the background to other people. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. That is pretty great. <laughs> you have to use Paul Tompkins like that. Like, that's the yeah. way to use him. Unless you're going to have him on your podcast, in which case. And, and in know. the third season, yes. he goes to the Labrador Peninsula, which mm-hmm. is where he's from. Okay. Where all the Labradors are from. Sure, right. And Riddell Yankovic plays his brother. Yee! <laughs> that's so good. Anything with Weird Al is good, though. Ah. <laughs> uh. I once was convinced that Lesbos was not real because somebody looked at me with such incredulity that I was like, maybe I got that wrong. There's no internet to double check this. <laughs> Lesbos was a real thing. It was. It was a real thing. <laughs> it embarrassed me so much. I was like, I forgot it as a fact for a long time consciously. 
<laughs> Sorry, you just said the Labrador Peninsula, and I'm like, Lesbos. Right. And then Lesbos. it got me thinking of Wonder Woman, which, by the way, actually looks good. Did you see the Wonder Woman trailer? It looks I haven't yet. good. I'm shocked, because I don't care about superhero movies anymore. I am done with them, except for when Guardians 2 comes out. I don't care. But this looks great. Also, um, what's her name from Shaun of the Dead is in it. Uh, and it's, a, it's uh, what's her name? Fuck. Oh, my God. The actress character. The one that we met. The one that we met. Oh, her. Yes. My brain is just shitting. The one that Ari talked to knit it, talked with about knitting. She talked about knitting and who I had a crush on. I mean, of course, I had a crush on her. But yeah, yeah, you so had a crush she, on everyone. I did. It's true. But yeah, she's in it and it looks good. And uh, that has been uh, this week's White Nerd Minute. White Nerd Minute. White Nerd Minute. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but there was, there's actually several different color hulks. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, her name was Lucy Davis. Um, actually, um, she was uh, I don't know born if you're on January second in uh, the West Midlands, England. I don't know if you're aware, uh, but the voice you're doing is actually Hank Azaria's version of uh, Jerry Lewis. So I just feel like you should know that before you do. You should know the origins yeah. of the things that you're doing. Flavin, Flavin, or even even. What a waypoint six. Copycat radio, copycat radio, copycat radio, copycat radio, copycat radio. Stop copying me. Stop copying me. No, you stop copying me. No, you stop copying me. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell mom. No, I am going to tell mom. Ah! Radio. Uh, at what point is there a future? There is an alternate dimension where 108.6 becomes a reality in terms of broadcastable frequency, right? Is that is that a possible? I, there, I would imagine there would have to be, right? So it all depends on how they just you know carve up radio. What the fuck? Hold on, I'm getting a message on Skype. Give me one second. I'm getting a call. All right, fine. Says is Radio Dan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, this is Radio Dan, and with me I've got Normal Jason. Hi, Normal Jason. Welcome to Radio Dan's talk show on 108.6, WHIP, the whip of Oneana. Hi, hi. This, is, this is Jason, Normal Jason. Hey, what's up? Uh, um, so how's it going, Normal Jason? Uh, it's, it's, going, it's going good. What's up with you? It's just uh, a. Fuck is going on here? I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt your guy's show. It's okay. Anyway, normal Jason, tell me what's it like in the normal dimension? Oh, I see. You're talking to me the whole time. Who's that other Jason that's with you that's acting all meek? This is pissy Jason. That's. You sure that's not. Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. That may be like a more pissy Jason. In our dimension, that would probably be called a more pissy Jason, I guess is what we're saying. Why? I don't know, he's pretty much the pissiest Jason, aren't you, Jason? Jason, you are the pissiest. Oh, look how pissy he is. I hate these sound effects so much. Pissy Jason! Pissy, pissy! Pissy, pissy. Pissy, 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 You guys are... Is this... Jason! Wow, is this like soundboard dimension? What is going on? It's just the radio damn dimension! It's just me and Pissy Jason! Is it two in the morning yet? Jesus Christ. You work till two in the morning? You guys have the shittiest schedule on the planet. We work until two, we take a half hour nap... And now it's back to the radio. Wait, is this a weird dystopia? Wait, hold on. 
Do you guys work in a dimension where 108.6 is made a thing because of the success of our podcast, and then because of that you were forced to be radio slaves? Perhaps! You're, but you're not, you probably can't, like, confirm that verbally. You get in trouble by your master race, whatever they are. We would never be able to confirm any facts about slavery. Isn't that correct? Pissy Jason. Pissy! It's technically true. Yeah, we can't confirm or deny anything. Neither neither witnessed our party too. All right. Normal Jason, tell me. Yeah. Who are you wearing? I'm, I'm not. I'm wearing my comedy. All right, thank you, and oh. that was a normal Jason. What the fuck is going on? I, I'm just if you get. All right. Did you get all that? Dude? I I heard bits and pieces of it. Okay. Well, long story short, there is a dimension in which you and I are on the radio, possibly around twenty-three and a half hours a day. Uh-huh. That this is the result of 108.6 becoming an actual frequency. Apparently, we became so popular in, in such high demand that we were enslaved by uh, question mark. Hmm. I think literally question mark. I saw a thing hanging on their wall. It was a party invitation invitation that said slavery, 7 p.m. to question mark. And I think that's what happened. They signed up. They thought it was a slavery themed party. Turns out entertainment uh, is a slavery issue there. Interesting. Yeah. But here, you know what? They're progressive because we're still white in that dimension. I saw them on Skype. So that's that's good. You shouldn't call it white slavery. Slavery is slavery. Um, I think it should be pointed out that we were just, you know. We were enslaved. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's any. Here's the thing. At some point, I you know what we should do? The only way to find out if the, if these things, if these other ultimate alternate dimensions exist is to put out the call now and just be like, hey, at some point in a future episode, you should contact us. If there are any freedom fighters out there in another dimension, I would really like it if you guys would contact us. And again, this is going out there, uh, you know, SETI, reverse SETI style. Uh, mm. Dan, by the way, real quick. You ever, yeah. you ever taken your lady reverse SETI style? It is like the hottest thing in the world <laughs> you see stars and you get the message yeah by the way i i never want to say the phrase have you ever taken your lady again <laughs> i had to for the for, speaking of which how did you enjoy your jazz album dan <laughs> i was gonna ask you about that it's <laughs> the most and, upsetting and the... cover <laughs> You you did you did feel the inside of it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's flocked. And the the velvety The two people making love. They're flocked. Goodness. <laughs> Herbie Man's push push. Uh looked it up. It was a well known enough album. Uh it's got what's going on on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> did I get you another joke album, like an asshole? I don't remember. They no, were... just this one, okay. and then some good ones. The rest Genesis were... and, yep. and Weird Al's is... Did I give you that sticks that I wasn't sure if you had? Did you already have that sticks? Yes, I did not have that one. <gasps> you didn't? Ari was no. like, he probably has them all. I'm like, well, I already bought this one, so I'll give it a shot. Yay! <laughs> it sounded cool. I listened to a little bit. I'm yeah. like, it's, it's like a, a cool It's album. a live album. Yeah. I, and so it's kind of like a greatest hits, because they never really released sure. the greatest hits in vinyl. Right. The same way, like oh, that's like cool. The CD you can buy, right? Yeah. So pretty much that two record set has all those songs as well as a couple others. That's awesome. I think I, mm-hmm. God, I don't remember where I got that one. Oh, you know what? I think I might have got that one at the library sale. Same where I got Herbie Man's Push Push. <laughs> uh, oh, good. God, just I'm sorry. Just like he looks 
he is that is the 70s on an album cover yeah you guys should look this up i i mean dan that will probably hold it up I, for the image for this yeah but. it's just it's just uh <laughs> so much chest there oh there's his nipple there's his little baby nipple he's got a little nipple that or i have large nipples i don't i don't know is that his is that his patch am i am i looking That's at his, his belly button oh it's his belly button okay it doesn't go quite that low yeah i was gonna say like that would be there's something sexy about a topless hairy man <laughs> with a flute over, slumped a over a little bit <laughs> holding a, little... a flute over his shoulder he's not like he's not even on the back he's not oh standing in a sexy pose he's just like here's my flute hey guys yeah i'm naked it's so hot i'm so sweaty i play the flute and i have a calcium deficiency <laughs> You wanted me to brush my hair? Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I suggest you listen to it, and I want to hear a full review. Or at least a review of whatever you can get through, because I don't care about jazz, and I'm going to go ahead and assume you probably don't either, but (laughs) I want to see how much you can get through. You know what? Our life is jazz. Our podcast is just vocal jazz. Whoa. Whoa. We just go with the highs and the lows, and we follow the notes we hear. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Oh, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to expand no, on that's that it. further. No. So, no. Okay. That's I'm how we saying... go from from talking about what the pronunciation of J.K. Rowling's name is to right. Chameleonaire. God because it, we, are, it's we do vocal jazz. Can you get this right? It is Chameleonaire. I am not even Chameleon. a expert. <laughs> Stop it. No. I don't like it, and I'm angry that you're getting it wrong. <laughs> like, I don't. I hate the name. It really upsets me. I feel like if you Wait, is him, he Irish? Could it be the Chameleon Irie? <laughs> I guess it's technically possible. Um, or not. Has that... Has that calendar... They see me rolling. They're hating. Has that calendar in the back not changed in a while? That cat calendar? Or does it change every month? It looks like the same calendar for a while. What's going on? Well, it, de- it depends. Okay. It really depends. Is it February? <laughs> no. Okay, then uh, it does not change. Taylor got me the greatest calendar. Got us the greatest calendar for a gift. Was it for It had to have been for Christmas because it was a calendar. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't explain it to you. I'll have to show it to you, but it is just, it's a fake um, supermarket. It's like supermarket ads. And uh-huh. this person just takes clip art of food and gives them the dumbest names. I, I can't, I couldn't, there's no explaining it because I can't remember any of them because they're brain garbage. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. Um, so I'll have to show them to you. Um, they're great. At some point, yes. Yeah, you'll enjoy them thoroughly. Most likely. Most likely. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Bro. For, um, thanks for joining me on, this is our last episode of uh, Prairie Home Companion. I'm Garrison Keeler, and this and, is uh, Garrison Keeler. And, and uh, up next, we're going to have, now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> That's the name of it? Now you know the rest of the story? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's probably Hosted the rest of the story. by Chameleon Irie. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone has a weird face thing? Or I'm sorry, there's a guy with a weird face thing. Guess what? It's Sylvester Stallone. And now you know some of the story. And that's me, <laughs> Chameleon Irie. That's the one I always remember is him telling this whole story about a guy who had a fucked up nerve in his face. And then, uh-huh. turns out, 
it was Sylvester Stallone. And now you know the rest of the story. And then and you're like, well, shit, I should have been paying attention to that one. Yeah. I yeah. like him. Yeah, that's Sylvester Stallone. He's my hero. Personally. And now you should have remembered the rest, the rest of the story. Of the story. Um, this is random, but when did you? When did you? When did you first want to be? Because when you were a kid, when we first met, you wanted to be an astronaut, right? Right. So, how young did that obsession start? I know it's, it was it was the typical it was the typical little kid thing. Yeah, but, but you I, knew but a lot I, more I did, about it than I, most kids. I did, and then I realized that it would require about fifteen years of college. Mm-hmm. You couldn't need glasses, mm-hmm. and you had a one in five thousand chance of actually being selected. Good God, the odds are. So a- I was like, you know what? I like mm-hmm. astronauts. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You, but you know what I like, though, that you were so realistic you weren't destroyed by it, I'm assuming and hoping. You were just like, well, well, that's well cool. that one didn't work out. I mean, I'll be frank. Yeah. Even before the whole eyeglasses and chances of being selected thing, mm-hmm. the whole 12 to 15 years of college thing kind of was like, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Did you hate school? I don't think I've ever talked about this. I, I, did, I didn't hate school. Okay. I just didn't want to keep going for <laughs> another 15 years. I get that. I get that. Right? It's like, I, I had other things I wanted to do. And with a 1 in 5,000 chance of getting into space, mm-hmm. and that's dropped since, obviously. Sure. Well, now you have like, to know how to play guitar. I mean, from what I understand. Otherwise, yeah, you're not going to get on the space station. Was it Hedsfield? Chris Hedsfield? Yeah, the the lead singer of Metallica. <laughs> and Lars, Lars Ulrich is up there spinning and angry about Napster still. <laughs> I should give him some credit. I think he's since recanted his extremism. Oh, he's still Napster. a dick about it. Is actually. he? Is he? Mm-hmm. God damn it, Lars. Well, then I don't feel so bad about everything I wrote about him in my book. Um, <laughs> my fake book. It's a real book, but it's a fake. He he lays in his pile of money and cries every night about how <laughs> artists are being ripped off. Yeah, poor Lars, poor Larsy. Yeah, um, why, why won't anyone think of Metallica? Exactly right, Dan. Exactly right. Most mostly just right now, Lars wants to know why no one thinks. Of why Metallica. no one thinks of Metallica? Yeah, they did a documentary about them that I have not seen. Why would I see that? That's a, not a story. Why would I see that? I have no interest in it. I don't know. There's, it was a non-story. There's an aspect of their life that's just kind of interesting for their genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were like the first metal band to be backed up by an entire orchestra. That's pretty cool. Right? It, they brought metal more mainstream, which is why they were kind of kind of, kind of, kind of shitty. Sure. Does James People. Hetfield, I've never heard him interviewed, so is does he talk like that when he, like the way he sings too? Yeah, me and Metallica. Does he sound like that when he, that was more be better? I don't know who that was. That was actually, dumb. he he um, that's actually his singing voice. Mm, mm-hmm. He likes to save the bass when he when he talks normal. He doesn't want to ruin that aspect of his vocal cords or his voice. Oh, so does he very so, like Tiny Tim? Very yeah. How you doing? My I'm I'm James. Hey um, hey James. I play for the Metallica. And it, Fucking rocks. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to be so loud. <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal. My God. I would like Metall- <laughs> Metallica if that were the case. Like, that would be so, so, so good. Uh, 
What was I going to ask you? Something about school. Okay, so you didn't hate school. Because I hated school so, so much. I liked school. I hated the... I hated the... Invite... Like, I liked learning. I mm -hmm. hated how our school was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if specifically, I... but if our I... school. I just wondered then... Because if I'd have liked the way our school was... Still wonder photo. I didn't like learning until after college. I right. fucking I just was so impatient. That might have just been it. I was impatient. You needed Ritalin. I probably did. I probably <laughs> did. And that would explain why I was like so much like amped up, and then like why is nothing happening? Well, Jason, because you're you're not doing anything. But why is nothing coming to me? Well, Jason, you're not actually actively pursuing. So, but why isn't it all happening right now? Like. Yeah, yeah, probably probably was some of it. I didn't understand yeah. the the uh, ratio of effort to um, results. Life, yeah, effort and to life. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> dumb shock uh, uh, for real life things that most people I think have handled maybe a little earlier than I did. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. I've been I've ha I've been having to write about it because I'm writing that the thing about being an extra. But the first two chapters are all about my life as a kid. Like I'm, I had to condense 18 years of my life into one chapter, and uh, had to find a way to do that. I just wrote 20,000 words in like a week and a half. I Thank know, you. I don't know if any of them are any good, but I'm still sending them out anyway. <laughs> I'll give credit where credit is due. Jen is editing it for me because she edited my book. So did Ari send you her story? No, I told her to, or at least I hinted or implied or uh, i'll tell her too through through it's, interest it's messed up yeah because it's it's a psychological horror story she mm -hmm. wants to submit it to pseudopod what is that that's the horror podcast oh i should i should have known that it's really gross it's not gross okay it's more psychological okay it might do some damage it's... to me but i told her i was willing to read yeah. it anyway <laughs> i'm down that's good yeah I'm down. Down with the clown. Mm, down with the clown. Down with the clown. The great Malenko. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, we, what? We, we never talked about the fact that you were once a juggalo. I wasn't a juggalo. I listened to an you, album. You were a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> you were a temporary juggalo? Like a temporary tattoo? <laughs> I was like a... Like, if you had... Like, if the... If the, the 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 great circus came to town, mm -hmm. that the that they talk about in the ICP's music, mm -hmm. right? And you've got like the the, the, the clowns, right? Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. got the juggalos, mm -hmm. and then you got like the people behind them, like pushing like the food carts and everything. Uh huh. And then you've got like the carny <laughs> prostitutes that follow them. And then you've got the people who follow them that are like kind of just fascinated. Mm hmm. I was the guys fascinated with the people, fascinated with those people. Okay. Where would where where are you now? Where would you put yourself now? Now I'm just at sidelines laughing when they turned out that they were Christian. Oh, okay. Okay. But okay, so long story short, what you're saying is any any apparent juggaloness was was what I suspected, which was just to annoy me. Yes. So whenever you quoted ICP and insisted they were good and fun, it was probably just to drive me crazy. Absolutely. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? But also hats off to you because uh, it really did drive me crazy. <laughs> it really fucking drove me. I'm like, how could you like it? I think you made me listen to it once too. Mm -hmm. And it creeped me out. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it, that song, that music is very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. 
I just, it's, uh, woof. You know, there is, uh, fuck, is it Nathan Rabin, who's a writer? Uh, he's He's gone to the gathering of the Juggalos a lot. Mm. He's gone to that a lot, and I feel... I'm pretty sure there's got, especially now, there's got to be a lot of cognitive dissonance going on over there. Mm-hmm. Well, he's one of those people who, like, knows what's going on, but I think part, some, to, he's probably been sucked into the social aspect of it. Yeah. By yeah, fascination, yeah. and I can appreciate that. Because it's just, it's like, originally, you know, the whole juggalo culture was that they believed them. Mm. Which is ironic, because the whole thing was the Great Circus is going to come to town, and there was mm. going to be a judgment, blah, 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 blah. Sure. I'm like, I don't know how, mm. how you couldn't tell. Who's their prophet? Who is the who is the ICP prophet? The prophets? It's, uh, uh, fuck... Violent J and Silent so, Bob. So they're considered Violent <laughs> J and Silent Bob. Yep. Uh, okay, so they're the prophets. Who is their? I, I use the wrong word. Who is their messiah? Do they have a? It's it's the the clowns. The clowns, the seven clowns or something. Are they like seven? Yeah, clowns? something like that. And they're the ones who will reap judgment. Who will mm-hmm. rend rend judgment? Yeah, upon when us they all appear, the, the great circus is going to come to town. Mm, okay. So that was essentially the judgment slash apocalypse that was. Yeah, that's basically the rapture is what they're saying. The rapture, there. right, right, right. Okay, that is that is fascinating. Uh, <laughs> they're still fucking stupid. Sure. They have sure. that stupid miracle song, and they're like, oh "Fucking God. magnets, how do they work?" And I don't want to talk to a science guy because uh, they lie and getting me pissed. Uh, I like, really, dude. <laughs> you know what? Why can't there be? You know, everybody got so. Like people are like, yeah, look at Bill Bill Nye. He really schooled this uh, creationist. Why can't we have Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson in a room with the insane clown posse? Because <laughs> that would be delightful. <laughs> delightful. I'm still convinced one of the ICP guys is Smash Mouth. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's Smash Mouth. And the other one's Guy Fieri. That's it. That makes sense. That's people it. are always like, they're so similar. I'm like, yeah, it's because they're both ICP. That makes yep. sense. Now I get it. Yep. Like, you, you, if you listen to their first album, is Great Malenko their first album? No, it's like their fourth. Their fourth album. Okay, so if you listen to their fourth album, all the references to Flavortown should be tipping people off. Um, right. You know? like Well, when they they have a code word for Flavortown. Mm-hmm. What is it? And it's Fago. Oh, right. Fago. When they're That's... talking about drinking Fago, they're talking about going to Flavortown. Going to Flavortown. Okay. All right. Well, now we know what's going on. Yeah, they're... Drinking Fago and Nedden hose all day. God, can I tell you that is that is that that Nedden Ned? I where what is the etymology, Dan? Let's can find you, out. I'll tell. I'm sure the internet has the answer. To go that to question. m-w.com. Go to dictionary.com or wiktionary. I don't care. Nedden. Nedden. Let's see here. Nedden, which no, that's that's not even accurate. Dan is contesting the accuracy of the definition of the it's ICP true. Well, it's Urban Dictionary. Word. There's only one reference to Nedden, and it okay. says it's a juggalette's pussy. But but that's not what it is. Sure. Like The only quote they have is this one lyric from one of the other albums. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it says, Bitch, I'm knocking at your dough. Let me get some Nedden, ho. Bitch, you ugly. That's okay. I'm, a, uh-huh. I'm finna hit it anyway. But... I Dan, think you have Santa to go back to the sex. beginning of those lyrics. I, I lost. Some fuck. Dan, can you hear me? The other lyric Dan is can't hear me. Ned and Hose all day. You can't hear me now. Can you hear me? Dan, can you I hear can me? hear you now. I lost I, the beginning I, I, of the I lyrics. had a, 
I had to finish my sentence before you could hear anything. Okay, I need you to re-say everything you just said. <laughs> just basically, they use they use lyrics that mm-hmm. are incorrect to. Mm. <clears throat> you know, Taylor should also be ICP's archivist. We should propose that to him. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask you earlier. So you're yeah. like, you're like, I didn't want to go to 12 through 15 years of college because I had other stuff I wanted to do. Was that code for getting that dick wet? Yeah, I wanted to dip the dipstick in some liquid nitrogen. <laughs> I think you, well, okay. I think you have a different frame of reference from most people. Uh-huh. Um, so the dipstick in liquid nitrogen. Are you, hmm, hmm. I don't. I don't know where to go with that, Dan. I'm so very confused. You know I feel like bags of sand. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan. So uh, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, Dan. What do you got to promote this week, huh? What's coming up for Dan, huh? In the world. Um. Uh, well, I've got a gift card to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you gonna get for that? With that. I don't know. All right, awesome. Dan's going to be at Home Depot. Check him out at the Boise Home Depot. What's that address, Dan? Boise. Boise, Idaho. All right, Idaho-licious. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This is Jason Klom. And I'm normal, Dan. I was just trying to wrap it up with some energy. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about Home Depot. How much on that hope do you have a Home Depot card, Dan? What about it? How much is on it? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Where'd you get that? Birthday. Yeah. Birthday. Birthday money. What Actually, you... I've got two of them. What? I think one has, one of them has, I think, fifty on it. That's not bad. What are you gonna make? You have no idea. Actually, one of the things that I need to make is we want to do a little lending library to put out front. Sweet. How many copies of my book do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take as many as you want to give me. All right, I'll give you copies of my book. Okay. That's a good idea. I should send those out. We're gonna put. We're gonna have like one shelf that's taller. We can put kids' books on it. That's awesome. That's fun. And then we want to put band books on it. Mm-hmm. I like that. You gonna put it out front? Yeah. So band books. You mean like the uh, Metallica story and? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the one where. How Napster ruined the world. How Napster ruined the world. By Lars. And every um, every mention of of Lars Ulrich actually is replaced by the word robot because it's a real rebellious book. It is. Yeah. It's a weird way to end the podcast. Do you have any final words? Dead and hoes, bitch. (laughs) My my final words are the. um, I think that was. I think that might have been Cthulhu speak. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash DJC Hour, follow us on Twitter at DJC Hour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. Dan and Jay.